Well, this was a long time coming. Well, Double or nothing has come and gone. AEW's first show. And, man, I got a lot to say about this show. But, as always, what's going on, guys? It's your host, the one, the only Phoenix that rises from the ashes. You know, Phoenix here. And I want to... And I want to do a little review of Double or Nothing, which I literally thought was an excellent show. Now, before we get into the show, as always, Anchor has been the best sponsor of this this additional podcast. Um, if you want to sign up for Anchor, it is really free. You'll hear it at the end of this review. It's very, very easy to use. It's 100% free. And all you got to do is sign up. Go to anchor.fm slash start. Sign up, talk, and just talk about anything you like, whether it's wrestling, whether it's video games, whether it's anime, music, etc., or anything. Just talk about anything that you like, and I look forward to hearing what you guys have. So, you guys know the drill. Follow me on Twitter, Phoenix. We are at 609 followers on Twitter. Absolutely killing it. You guys are the beast right now. Uh, follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip. Like the Facebook page. And let's get on with this review. Now, before I talk about the match, um, I do want to say the the stage looks really nice. I like the stage. The ring sounds nice. The camera work is absolutely fantastic. I thought that was one of the best camera works I've ever seen in a wrestling show. And I also want to say that the commentary was really, really good. And I think Excalibur was the MVP of this uh commentary team and to all my friends who went out there I know you had fun and like to anyone who went there like I know it was a surreal experience but now I have to make this an experience for myself I want to go there as well one day but let's talk about double or nothing shall we so we start things off with the buy-in pre-show the casino battle royal now the ones who drew the clubs started things off we had Dustin Thomas MJF, Sunny Days, Brandon Cutler, and Michael Naka, Naka, Nakazawa. So now Nakazawa, he had this baby oil, right? And I'm like, this is Turkish wrestling, isn't it? And he poured baby oil on himself. And I was thinking of Hakan from a Street Fighter who does that, and he manages to escape uh, from Sunny Days' hole. And now after all of that is going on, that was one of the highlights. Um. We had the Diamonds that came out. Brian Pillman Jr., Isaiah Cassidy, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, with the lovely Penelope Ford, by the way, and Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger. Now, what I like about Sean, Sean Spears, um, he got a really, really nice ovation, and you could tell by the look on his face, it was, like, surreal for him to be competing, and all he wanted to do was just wrestle after being mistreated in WWE. Now, MJF, he pokes uh, Spears in the e not in the ear, in the eye, and uh, he mocks him by doing that little tin uh, taunt, which MJF, I gotta say, is one of the best heels right now, and I like his work. Um, so, the hearts came out next. We have Billy Gunn, we have Glacier, Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, and Ace Romero. Now, Jungle Boy, he spiked the living shit out of Joey Janela with the uh, Hurricane Rana. Now, MJ... <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. MJF is, like, the best part. He mocks Glacier. He did this uh, crane pose like he was in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and, he, and for his trouble, he gets kicked in the gut and he sweeps his leg. And our first elimination came... Um, 
Our first elimination came when Sunny Days, he eliminated Michael Nakazawa. Glacier, he freezes Sunny Days with the miss and he eliminates him. You gotta love wrestling, do you? <laughs> MJF then eliminates Glacier. And then Brian Pyramid Jr., he hits uh, the springboard clothesline on uh, Joey Janela. Now, for the spades, we had Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, Sonny Kiss, Tommy Dreamer, and Orange Cassidy. Marco Stunt, he hit uh, a Billy Gun. He hit Billy Gun with the lung blower, and he started to do that backpack dance. And thank you, MJF, for stopping him for that, because I, I hate that dance. That that trend is dead now. Um, Ace Romero, he did a suicide dive, and he took out uh, Luchasaurus, Tommy Dreamer, and then Sonny Kiss. And Dreamer, he went out, he grabbed a trash can, and then we had the Joker. And the Joker was Hangman Page. And I knew the moment he came out that I'm like, he's winning the entire thing. So Janela and Page, they duke it out. Page turns Janela inside out with a discus elbow, and then he hits the Deadeye, which was originally called the Rite of Passage, but now he renamed it as Deadeye. Um, Page tries to pick up Ace Romero, but his knee, his injured knee gave out. Ace Romero pounces Marco Stunt out of the ring, which was really nice, and he was eliminated. Jungle Boy drop kicks uh, Romero, and he eliminates him. Dustin Thomas hits the 619 on Joey Janela, and then a 450 splash. And not only that, he eliminates Ty Dillinger. And this dude, he didn't have no legs. He was an amputee, so and he's doing it in pretty in, in a pretty great fashion. And hope we see more of this guy, because I think they could give this guy a really big opportunity in the future. So Dustin Thomas, he eliminated Sean Spears. MJF, like the heel that he is, eliminates uh, Dustin Thomas. Brandon Cutler eliminates Billy Gunn. And then, of course, MJF eliminates Brandon Cutler. I don't even know how I could go on with this one because this was literally one of the best spots in this entire match. We had Luchasaurus. He eliminates Joey Janela. He chokeslams him through a table that was set up on the outside. And Janela landed neck first. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that had to hurt. He's gone. And Tommy Dreamer, he eliminates Sonny Kiss. And then Orange Cassidy, who was the best part of this entire show, he hits, <laughs> I don't even know how I can put it, he hits um, Tommy Dreamer with some of the best kicks that you will ever see, and it got super over, and Janela, no, 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 uh, Tommy Dreamer, he hit a shoulder tackle, and he kept up, like Orange Cassidy did, kept up with his hands in his pocket, and only to get eliminated, and he just didn't care. <laughs> so, Tom. So Tommy Dreamer, he he gets eliminated by Jimmy J Jimmy Havoc, and he staples him. You know where? I I, I don't want to talk about that. Mm. I don't want to talk about that. And he also uh, eliminates Jungle Boy. So our final four, as we see right now, is Luchasaurus, Jimmy Havoc, Hangman Page, and MJF Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Luchasaurus eliminates uh, Jimmy Havoc. Adam Page eliminates Luchasaurus and. Out of note, and like, MJF, he was about to eliminate him, he was celebrating, and you know what happens, you celebrate too early, you suffer the consequences, you get buckshot, and you get thrown out. Just ask Maxwell Jacob Freeman. <laughs> Hangman Page, he wins here, and he gets a future title shot against the winner between Kenny Omega or Chris Jericho, and we'll talk about that in the main event. I thought it was good. It was a chaotic match, and everybody had their bright spots in this match.
So backstage, Alicia, Alicia no, Alyssa, she interviewed uh, Kylie Ray. And then you have Peter Avalon and Leva Bates. They started shushing each other because they're the li- they're the librarians. And I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, it was, I don't know how I could feel about that, but I know me- most people didn't like that. So it was just, eh, that's the best way I could say it. So our next match we had in the buy-in is Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian, which I thought was a really good match. And both of these guys had a nice showcasing with each other. So... Sammy, he does a backflip evasion, which was nice, and he hit a drop kick on Kip Sabian. Sabian hits a middle rope springboard dive on the outside. He puts Guevara back in the ring, and Sammy just, and Sammy just, like, he dives off the top. He takes him out with a dive off the top. Uh, Sabian hits Sammy with a dragon screw and transitioned it into an Indian deathlock, which was pretty nice. Sammy, he hit a power slam into a moonsault and a shooting star press, like a running shooting star press for a two count. Now, I think this was the best spot of the night. So, they traded counters. Like, they were going out in the uh, out of the ring, and Sammy Guevara, he suplexed them out of the ring, and just which I thought was pretty, pretty impressive. And Sammy then hits the shooting star press off the apron, and he landed on uh, Kip Sabian's back. Brings him back in the ring, goes for the uh, 6.30 centime, which was countered by Kip Sabian, and uh, hits the Deathly Hollows to win the match, which, I mean, I wish we could have given him more time, but it is what it is, and I like this match, and these guys have a bright future ahead of them. We had um, a video package of my girl, Sadie Gibbs. Like, I'm telling you right now, she's going to be a huge focal point for the... uh, for the women's division in AEW, the woman is absolutely incredible. She is the only woman, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I said she's the only woman that I've ever seen hit a great Sasuke special, hit a great Sasuke special with perfection. <laughs> and like watching her match, and like I said, this woman has a great future, and I see her as a future AEW women's champion. Just saying. So the main show kicked off with SEU and Strong Hearts. So, I thought this was a really great opener right here. Daniels and Seema started things off. Both men, and then they tagged Kazarian and T-Hawk. Kazarian cradles for a two count and strikes T-Hawk. So, T-Hawk answers back with chops. And then we get Scorpio Sky tagging in, and he lays out T-Hawk. And we had, like, the teamwork of SCU is absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Then we got L. Linderman getting tagged in. Now, this is my first time seeing both T-Hawk and L. Linderman. And I got to say, L. Linderman is really, really impressive. And he cuts Daniels off with a forearm into a drop toe hold with Seema, who was hitting the double knees on the back of Daniels. So Seema and T-Hawk hit drop kicks on Christopher Daniels. And Christopher Daniels was was getting beat up for most part of the match. And Scorpio Sky, he made the hot tag. Cleans house. He hit Seema with the double stomp on his back. T-Hawk, now this is a great teamwork I like with Stronghearts. T-Hawk hits the GTS on Sky. Seema hits the step up in Zagiri. Uh, Hawk, he hits the, um, if I can remember, a backdrop suplex, if I'm correct. And L. Linderman hits a deadlift bridging German suplex for a two count. Frankie Kazarian, he cleans house. He rolls up Seema, hits the Northern Lights suplex for a two count. Daniels then hits the stomp on T-Hawks and a suicide dive on Linda Man, which was really impressive. 
Scorpio Sky hits a jumping Ace Crusher, which looked beautiful. I mean, this is why he's called the best for a reason. Even though you did take that belt from Sammy Guevara at Russell Circus. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We had double areas from both teams, and they are down. Both Daniels and T-Hawks are down. And uh, we had an Angels wing by Christopher Daniels. But Linderman, he, he picks him up with ease. Like, with a deadlift German suplex for a two-count. And by the way, he did the Angels wing on Seema. Seema hits the Meteora for a two-count. Kazarian hits Arana to the floor. And Scorpio Skies hits a tope. Frankie and Christopher finishes things off with the best Melter ever, the BME, to win this match. And I thought this was a great opening match. And Stronghearts, they look great even in defeat. It makes people want to see more of them. And not only that, they're telling you to get an eye on OWE because... I said it myself, OWE is absolutely impressive. So I would keep an eye on those guys as well. Then we have what was supposed to be a triple threat match. We had Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Now, Allie was on commentary for this match. And I'm going to be honest, guys. I literally had tears in my eyes seeing my girl Kylie Ray performing on a big stage. And I, like, it's it, 2017, man. Like... Seeing this woman in Wildcat Wrestling, for those who don't know, Wildcat Wrestling is our indie promotion down here in Louisiana, run by Luke Hawks. Like, the woman was absolutely nice in person. She carried that uh, personality, even in the ring. And there are times when she gets serious, and I love it. Man, Kylie Ray, she she has a bright future, man. She really does, because... Like, I literally just had tears. I'm like, man, this woman's performing on a big stage. I saw this woman perform twice. This is incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Now, Brandy Rhodes came out. And we're all thinking, oh, here we go. Brandy Rhodes is about to insert herself in this match. But she said, I don't want this match to be great. And the big hint that she said, I want this to be awesome. And out came Awesome Kong. And I got to say, man, Awesome Kong looks great. It's like she hasn't even lost a step. She still got it. And I just, that was really a nice surprise that they gave right there. So we had a nice stare down between Nyla Rose and uh and Awesome Kong. And you had Kylie Ray and Britt Baker trying to take out the the heavyweights here, but to no avail. So Nyla Rose, she slaps Kong, but Kong hits her with a back fist a la Aja Kong, and knocks her out of the ring, and they managed to, and by they, I mean Kylie Ray and Britt Baker, they managed to take out, uh, they managed to take out Awesome Kong for the, for the most part of the match, so Kylie Ray, she rolled up Baker for a two count, and she, and Baker, no, Kylie Ray was like, look, it's every woman for herself, right, I want this win, so Britt Baker and Kylie Ray, they go back and forth, which, Honestly, I would have seen this in a one-on-one match, to be quite honest. Now, Awesome Kong, he catches Baker when she tried to go for the suicide dive. But Kylie Ray, she takes out both of them with a suicide dive. Nyla Rose, she got a nice shine here. She brings Ray back to the ring, hits a body slam and into a, a leg drop for a two count. Kylie avoids the choke slam, but Nyla Rose turned it into a spine buster, which looked nice for a two count. Britt Baker hits a sling blade for a two. Nyla Rose hits the Samoan drop on Britt Baker for a two count. We had a Tower of Doom spot, and the camera work right there was absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, Britt escapes what I thought was a possible powerbomb on the apron, or she was going to powerbomb her on the outside, but she has voided that. She hits a super kick, and Kylie Ray follows it up with a super kick as well, knocking her off the apron, and Nyla Rose spears her to the steel steps, taking both of these women out of the occasion. So, Kylie hip-tosses Baker, and she eats a super kick. Ray tries to go for a deadlift German suplex, but, uh, Britt hits a ripcord forearm into a neckbreaker for a two count. Now, Baker then tries to go for a super kick, but Kylie counters it into a deadlift German suplex for a two count. And yes, I got my notes, by the way, because this is really important. Now, the ending of this match, which I honestly love, Britt hit a super kick on Kylie Ray, which knocked a bow off of, uh, of her in the process. Can someone please check on Kylie Ray to see if her bow is doing okay? And if she's doing all right after that. So, and she hits the last shot, which was a shot to, which was a really nice shout out to her boyfriend, Adam Cole, baby, to win the match. And I thought this, and I thought this was really good. And all these women got the chance to shine. Um, the surprise of Awesome Kong was really nice. And I think she really didn't do much. So, but it is what it is. And I like great surprises. Best friends versus Los Guerreros del Cielo, which is, for those who don't know, is Jack Evans and, and Helico, by the way. So, Trent and Jack Evans start things off. And I just want to mention, Jack Evans is like a legit ninja. You can see in a movie or something like that. He moves like a ninja. <laughs> now, best friends, they try to go for the hug, but both Angelico and Evans dropkick them in the back, which got a little chorus of booze. Jack Evans hits a handspring back elbow, and he flips out of the ring, and Helico picks up Beretta, and Evans hits a diving stomp on the chest and... Tr- of Trent and and Helico drops him. Evans then goes for the assisted 450 splash for a two count. Trent clotheslines Evans, literally turning him inside out, and he finally gets the tag in of Chuck E.T. Now, Chuck Taylor, he manages to hit a Falcon Arrow only for a two count, and there was a nice LOL moment here that I laughed at, and he literally screams, No one kicks out of the Falcon Arrow! (laughs) Which I laughed so hard at. Now, Trent, he spiked uh, Evans with a brutal DDT. We had a diving foot stomp by Chucky T for a two count. Evans had a nice escape, like he was standing on his head, using his legs to escape. And we had a Pele kick with Evans. And best, no, best friends, he hit, uh, he hit soul food and half-and-half uh, half combo, and they hugged, and the camera work just zoomed out, which was pretty damn impressive. Best friends, they hit a crucifix ace crusher combination for a two count. Evans launches off a Trent while Angelico was holding him in a fireman's carry position, hitting a moonsault off Chucky e. T. Angelico then hits the knee strike on Trent, hits the crucifix buckle bomb with Jack Evans hitting a 630 centon for a two count, which was really nice. And best friends, they managed to win here with the strong zero. And this was a really great match. I literally thought uh, Jack Evans and, and Helico were going to win this. But, you know, it is what it is. And both got both of these teams look good. Now, post-match, they, was, they were trying to do all the hug thing. And out came Super Smash Brothers. No, not the Nintendo game. Not the Nintendo game. The team from Smash Wrestling, Super Smash Brothers, which will likely get a name change because you don't want to get copyrighted by... Uh, Nintendo. So they took down both teams and they left the uh, arena. We had an announcement with All Out being in August 31st in Chicago. 
And I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Get your tickets now, people, because they're going to be gone by a snap of a finger. We have a six-women Joshi tag team match. Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura, who came out to Freddie Mercury from, uh, from Queen, by the way, which I actually loved, versus my girl, Hikaru Shida, Hikaru Shida, Riho Abe, and Ryu Mizunami. I am a sucker for Joshi wrestlers. I really am. I mean, you could tell by my love for Asuka, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, my Iwatani. I could go on and on. But anyway, this six-woman tag was very enjoyable to watch, you know? Now, Hikaru Shida and Yuka Sakazaki started things off. And I, I love you. I love Yuka Sakazaki. I, I was following her work in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Woman is absolutely incredible. Currently holds... One half of the tag titles in that in that promotion, which I, I got to give immense to Kenny Omega for doing this work right here. Um, so Yuka steps on uh, Sheeta's feet, and she and he kind of just hip tosses her. She's like, Yuka's like, no, 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 I'm tagging out, I'm tagging out. Azra, you're in. Azra, you're in. Rio Mizunami gets the tag. She takes down Kong with a shoulder tackle, and then we get a and then Azra had a flurry of strikes which put her down and we get another tag with Riho and Emi Sakura in a test of strength. Riho had a nice spot here in this match and she automatically made me into a fan. She hit a Rana sunset pin for a two count, which was pretty damn impressive. We had Sakura hitting Ron Riho with the tilt a world backbreaker and tags Yuka and diving thrust press into a Rana by Yuka Zakazaki Sakura puts Riho in the Romeo special and tags in Aja Kong. We had a This Is Wrestling chant. Aja Kong hits Riho with a power driver that looked brutal for a two count. Now, Riho, she turns the roll up into a double stomp and makes the tag to Mizunami. She hits Yuka with the water wheel suplex and hits a lariat on her. Kong and Riho tags in. And uh, Rio hits Arana on Kong, fouls up with a 619 or the 702 is what they called it. We had a brutal backdrop driver by Aja Kong for a really close near fall. So Hikaru Shida, she gets tagged in, hits a step up in Zaguri. Sakura hits uh, Shida in the back with a kick, distracting the ref. Now, this is the best part I love. Um, Aja Kong, she grabbed the can, like the trash can, and Hikaru Shida grabbed her uh, Kendo stick. So... She hits Aja Kong with the candlestick, tries to go for the knee strike, but her knee actually hits the can, and she gets hit in the head with it. <clears throat> so Emmy tags in with the running crossbody and into a backbreaker. Sheeta hits Emmy with the deadlift superplex, and Mizunami hits a leg drop, which was a two count because of Sakazaki with the splash. Um, Aja suplexes both Riho and Rio. Aja Kong hits a brain buster on Sheeta, and Emmy hits... Hits a moonsault press for a two count, which the timekeeper actually accidentally rang the bell. And I was thinking, wait, is, is it a three count? Like my first instance, I thought the ref called a three count. And I'm like, but looking back on it, like I watched it two times and I'm like, okay, so it is the timekeeper's fault, not the ref. So timekeeper was off right there. So Aja accidentally hits Sakura with the back fist. Riho takes out uh, Aja Kong, and Shida finishes it off with a running knee strike to win this match. And I really enjoyed this. I really, really do. And I love the intensity that all these women show. 
in this match. And I'm a suck. Like I said, I'm a sucker for Joshi wrestlers. Who know? Who knows? We might see more down the line. <clears throat> the match I was looking for: Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. I love Co- Cody Rhodes' entrance. He came out in like this robe. Like there was this um throne that was resemblance to Triple H. And I thought he's taking a shot at WWE and Triple H. So Brandy, she grabs a sledgehammer from under there, and Cody literally takes the sledgehammer. Like he takes the sledgehammer and destroys the throne. I'm like, damn, talk about shots at WWE right there. So no and if you also notice, Cody was his belt was saying attitude killer. So that was a nice attention to detail right there. Now, before the match even started, there was Dusty Chance, This Is Awesome Chance, and then, like, this was right before the bell rang. Cody hits a tope suicida on Dustin. Dustin hit a cannonball on Cody on the outside, and Brandy had to interject herself in this match. She threw water in the face of Dustin, which had Cody take control of this match. He hit a dragon screw for a two count, a power slam for a two count, and Dustin, he makes a comeback, and he fires up. Now, Dustin, he's he's set for Shattered Dreams, and you see Cody taking the uh, middle rope turnbuckle off and throws it at Dustin, and he just takes it. Dustin takes it, and he just threw it to the crowd, which I know somebody is going to make a great living out of that. So he tries to go for Shattered Dreams, and uh, Cody throws him into that exposed turnbuckle right there. Now... Brandy, she attacks Dustin in the head, and she spears him. Now, Earl Hebner, who was the ref in this match, he saw this, and she argues with the ref because she, like, he threw her out. And DDP walked, and she he just carried this woman out of this ring. And I'm like, out of the arena, I'm like, thank you, DDP, because I want to see a fair fight. And this was absolutely a bloody mess right here. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable, you know, but it is what it is. Now, Cody, he's controlling this match. He hits a curb stomp for a two count. Dustin, he hit a power slam for a two count. Cody applies the figure four and Dustin escapes. Cody takes his belt off and Dustin hits an atomic drop, takes his belt, exposes his ass, exposes his ass, like he exposes Cody's ass and he whips him with the belt, with his own belt. This spot of this match that I just say... The dude is 50 years old, and he never even lost a step. He hit a cold red on Cody Rhodes for a two count, which was absolutely impressive. The dude is 50 years old, and he never lost a step. People were chanting, you still got it. He been had it. Now, Dustin, he hits the crossroads for a two count. Now, Cody, he distracts the ref. He low blows him with a, and hits a disaster kick, followed by a crossroads for a two count. Fight forever chance galore. Dustin hits the crossroads for a two count again. Cody hits the dense fires and finishes it off with the crossroads to win this match. This post-match, I will be honest with you guys. I legit cried and I hugged my brother at this part right here. Now, post-match, Cody tells him that you don't get to retire just yet because he tells him at Fight for the Fallen, he, he, uh, it was him and a partner of his choosing against the Young Bucks. And this line literally got me crying. And I know everybody was crying for this part. If you not, if you didn't cry, then you're not a real fan right here. But this is what wrestling is all about. He said he didn't need a partner. He didn't need a friend. He wants his older brother. 
and he just embraced, man. And I got to tell you guys, like seeing that, I literally hugged my brother and I, I just cried, man, because I, I absolutely can relate. I can relate, man. But this was a nice heartwarming moment. And this is what wrestling should be about. And the passion there is just so real right here. Now, this was just beautiful. This was absolutely beautiful. And a great match as well. So we had the World Heavyweight Championship presentation for AEW. Bret Hart makes a surprise and, and reveals what the title looks like. Well, before that, he brings out Hangman Page. And then out came MJF, who cut a promo on Hangman Page, referring to him as a horse because a horse shouldn't be a face of AEW. And he makes fun of Bret like, look out, Brett, there's a fan coming. <laughs> and he mocks his catchphrase, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And he said, you know what, I'm not going to say it because that catchphrase sucks. Out came Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc. They took out um, MJF, and I think that will be MJF's first feud with Jungle Boy. And I got to say, man, that belt is absolutely beautiful, man. Like, it has a mix of New Japan in it. It felt like an IWGP belt. And it looks fantastic. It's way better than that that 24-7 belt. It's leagues better than the 24-7 belt. Just saying. Like, that. That that's just how I see. And the belt looks gorgeous when you look at, look at it up close. Absolutely beautiful. I'm just waiting to see more. The tag titles and the women's titles. Or possible mid-card title. Who knows? Like, I can't wait to see how AEW uh, does their stuff. And they make it so believable, you know? This match. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. This match was absolutely insane. And this is what tag team wrestling should be about. We had the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. For the Triple A World Tag Team Championships. Like, I'm I'm gonna just go over some of my favorite spots in this match here. So But I, I gotta be honest. They ha- there was a tag team wrestling chant. I wonder what Vince McMahon was thinking when he saw the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers put on a five-star classic in my eyes. And knowing Dave Meltzer, he probably would give this a six or a seven stars. He'll probably throw the whole stars to this match. So we had um, Pentagon and Matt started things off. Phoenix, he takes out the Young Bucks with the arm drag. Both Nick Jackson and Phoenix would get one wild. They were getting the crowd pumped. Phoenix, he takes out Nick with a rolling drop kick. Matt tries to attack, but Phoenix gets put in the... No, he attacks Phoenix, but he gets put to the turnbuckle. Pentagon hits an enziguri. Phoenix follows it up with a rolling jumping forearm. Forearm, sorry. And they both hit double super kicks on Matt. The Young Bucks gain momentum as Matt takes out the Lucha Brothers. Nick accidentally steps on Matt's back with the double stomp. Ray Phoenix had one of the best spots. And I, I literally said say this. He has one of the best spots in this entire fucking match. So he grabs uh, the wrist of Matt. And he super kicks him. And he runners... Uh, Nick Jackson, who was hanged up on the rope, which was absolutely impressive and very, very creative. So kudos to those guys right there. Phoenix hits a rolling ace crusher on uh, Matt Jackson for a two count, I believe. Matt Jackson takes out Pentagon with the stunner. Phoenix tags in, taking out Nick, preventing the tag 
Matt hits three Northern Lights suplex on Phoenix and he and a sharpshooter, and then he suplexes Pentagon to make the hot tag to Nick to change the momentum of the match. Both Young Bucks hit stereo sharpshooters, which was absolutely impressive. Nick hit a 450 splash on Phoenix for a two count. We had super kick parties galore, and I know one of my friends was losing her mind when she saw the super kicks. You know who you are. And they were just, it was a party galore. And then Phoenix and Matt hook each other out with a clothesline, and it was they, they were both down. This spot, man, holy shit. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Just holy shit. Pentagon, he hit Matt with a Canadian destroyer on the fucking apron. And Nick Nick Jackson, he got hit by Phoenix's Canadian destroyer for a two count. And I'm like, how the hell are you kicking out of this? This is like like the fan of me is like, you should have just stayed down. So Matt, he hit the buckle brain no, the buckle brain buster on Phoenix, which was an homage to El Generico, aka Samizen. Now we have more bang for your buck. Connects for a two count. The Young Bucks hit a double stomp package pile driver combination. Nick dives out, taking out Phoenix for a two count. Melzer driver was broken up by Phoenix and Penta. He snapped Matt's arm, hits the fear factor for a two count. Like when he hit that fear factor, I thought it was over. But Matt kicked out. Now we had the Melzer driver, it was connected. And the Young Bucks retained the AAA World Tag Team Champions. This was an excellent match. It really was an excellent tag team match. And and I and I literally have to say, I think with them retaining here, I could see them either dropping it to dropping it in Mexico or they drop it in uh the Madison Square Garden show. Because they ha- they are partnered with uh AAA, so I could see that being the case. And finally, our main event, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Now, the winner of this, of course, will get a sh- will face Hangman Page for the inaugural AEW World Champion for the World Championship in the future, either at Fighter Fest, which I heard, or at All Out in Chicago. So we don't know what's where it's going to be at, but if it's at Fighter Fest, I think that's where they'll do it. But I think it's going to be an All Out. That's just my prediction. Now, Jericho. He had a nice entrance. Like, he had his debut, his WWE debut entrance. He had the list of Jericho, the light-up jacket, and, of course, he came out to Judas, which I love singing, by the way. I love that song. Chris Jericho has a nice singing voice. Kenny Omega has a new uh, entrance theme. I mean, and it's mixed by a lot of people, and I honestly thought it was okay. I really prefer his uh, theme in New Japan, to be quite honest. (laughs) Just saying, but... That's, but I digress. I'm gonna. It's gonna take a while to get used to this theme. So there was a. I laughed. There was an LOL moment here. Now there was a Cracker Barrel in the ring, and they were trying. The rep was trying to get it out, and Jericho like this guy's a fucking dumbass. Let me show you how it's done. He grabs it. He threw it out the ring. He's, he's scolding the ref like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> so the match starts. Jericho. He reverses Arana into the walls of Jericho, which was a nice counter. Jericho throws Omega in the front of the crowd. And Jericho grabs a camera. This is the third hammer. T- this is the third time he grabbed a camera throughout his career. And Omega, he spits water in his face, blinding him. K- 
Kenny hits the, you can't escape. Now, for those who don't know, Kenny Omega got that from Alex from Street Fighter 3 or Street Fighter 5 if you play Street Fighter, but I say Street Fighter Third Strike. So, so that's a little fun fact. You can't escape. He hits him with a you can't escape for a two count. Jericho turns Omega inside out with the clothesline. And Omega's nose was busted open. I don't know how it happened, but he wrestled with a broken freaking nose. Omega hits a tope con hero on Jericho, and his left arm hit the table. Omega hits a diving foot stomp on Jericho with the table on Jericho. Kotaru Crusher by Omega for a two count. We had a V-trigger by Omega onto the back of, of Jericho's head. Omega then hits Jericho with a super backdrop driver for a two count. Jericho takes down Omega and goes for the lion salt, but Kenny puts his knees up and hits the V-trigger. Kenny tries to go for the one-winged angel, but Jericho got out and released and released German suplex connects for two count and his two lion salts for a two count. We had a code breaker blocked by Kenny and his Jericho with a V-trigger. Kenny tries to go for the Tiger Driver, but but Jericho he puts him through a table. Springboard drop kick by Jericho, which was badass. Jericho counters the crossbody with a code breaker in midair, by the way, which was rare, very, very impressive for a two count. Omega hits the Snap German's Snapdragon suplex two times, hits the Kenny Driller for a two count. Jericho counters the V-Trigger into the Lion Tamer, which I thought was a really great counter. Jericho botches the DDT, and even J- Jim Ross said, even though like, it that looks like he was trying to go for the DDT, but um, Omega, he pins him for a two count. Jericho then plants Omega with the DDT, hits the Cold Breaker, and debuts his finisher, the Judas Effect, to finish off Kenny Omega. Now, the story here in this match was that Kenny was trying to hit the one-winged angel, and I loved how the commentary team mentioned that. And I honestly think that they did a really great job at uh, making the story out of this. Now, post-match, Jericho cuts a promo about demanding thank you, like... Um, Mr. Jericho, I don't know how many times I thank you. I thank you like three times because you really are AEW. How many times should I thank you? Should I throw thank yous to infinity and beyond to you or something like that? Should I get cold breaker or hit a, get a Judas effect for my troubles and say, thank you for making AEW what it is. Just saying, I mean that, I don't mean that to be negative. It's not a negative thing. I'm just saying thank you for like the fourth straight time. I'll just keep saying thank you every time you say thank you. So while he's cutting the promo, out comes John Moxley and everybody, the place went nuts. And you can hear Jericho saying, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. So, so Moxley, he lays out, um, Chris Jericho lays out the ref. He's Throwing uh, hits with Kenny Omega, only to get laid out on the poker's uh, coins on the ramp, and gets um, dumped in the. Uh, no, he just he just kills Kenny Omega right here, and the show closes right there. Now, my thoughts on this show: AEW made a first impression, and all I can say is WWE needs to step up their game. And I don't want WWE to fail, but if they continue on not listening and seeing what AEW is doing, I don't know if there's ever going to be change. I'm just saying. But this is a great statement. They made a great first impression. They 
put every they like the morale. Like I could tell you, everything everybody shined in this match. The morale was high because everyone enjoyed it and they would like to work there again. I honestly think the more they do this, and like I like the less is more concept. So they're not gonna be doing these monthly pay-per-views like WWE is doing. They do it like they have the less is more concept that Triple H has, and which I like to see. Now, like I hope Vince, like Vince, better watch his ass. Like that's what that's what Dustin said. And speaking of Dustin, he had thirty WWE employees text him about how great the match was. You even had WWE stars like Gallows and Anderson, Cedric Alexander, Sasha Banks, Matt Hardy, uh, the Revival, Bailey tweeting about the show. And I guarantee that made Vince McMahon salty. And I'm and, and Peyton Royce too, because she wanted to support her husband. And I bet Vince McMahon got salty about this. And he's like, nope, can't talk about our rival competition, which I'll mention on episode uh on the next episode of the podcast, by the way. So I think this was a home run show. I my goal right now, I want to go to an AEW show. And they like, I want to experience it. I really do. That's my goal right now. I want to go see AEW live in person. I want to see my faves get in the ring and tear the house down. I want to meet other wrestlers. I want to interview some wrestlers. Like, I, re- I mainly want to interview uh, Sadie Gibbs, by the way. <laughs> and I got a list right now, but I'm going to save that for another time. But... This is my thoughts on Double or Nothing. This is the Fallout review. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I will see you guys for the next episode of No One's Ready for Wrestling. And we got a lot of discussions coming out of AEW's Double or Nothing. So, till then, guys, take care, be safe, be good, and God bless. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. (laughs) 